2: This is the American Greed Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacey Keach. In this episode of American Greed, vanity and death in the cosmetic surgery underground.
0: When you're a hustler, you know how to get money. You know what I'm saying? And I know how to get money.
2: This hip-hop model, famous for her physical assets, works with a provider of silicone butt injections. Together, Natasha Stewart and Tracy Ling Garner sell body enhancements to a young woman for the ultimate price,
3: her life. This was a very barbaric procedure that should have never been performed.
2: It's March 16, 2012, when best friends Karima Gordon and Angeline Barber set off on a road trip from Atlanta, Georgia. Both are aspiring models with dreams of making it in the hip-hop industry, they believe they found someone to help take their careers to the next level.
0: We was excited. I mean, we was in good spirit, you know, we finally thought that we had our breakthrough.
2: They're headed to Jackson, Mississippi. To meet a woman who's said to be a registered nurse, her specialty? Illegal silicone injections. She'll enhance their curves, giving them bigger backsides that have become the industry norm in hip hop videos and magazines.
0: One of the magazines would be like straight stuntin' magazine. Like, it was pretty much great disclosure as far as artists knowing who you are. And then you get features for videos. Our plan was to break into the industry together. What's up once again? It's your girl Pebbles the Model, your favorite model, the biggest booty in hip
2: hop. An internet celebrity nicknamed Pebbles De Model has even booked their appointment in Jackson for them. Like many models starting out at the bottom, Karima and Angeline can't afford a licensed plastic surgeon, so they're taking a chance on backroom injections.
0: What we pretty much did was just follow the people who was already in the industry, who already had a procedure done with any other entertainment model was going.
2: Karima Gordon, at age 37, isn't someone you'd expect to get black market cosmetic work. She's a former beauty queen who grew up on St. Croix in the Virgin Islands and who served in the U.S. Army. She's also a mom who dotes on her 16-year-old son, and has a fun-loving spirit that radiates confidence.
4: She was the one that was always bouncing around, always happy. She was the sibling that everyone enjoyed most. Everybody loved when Auntie Karima came around. She's always been beautiful inside and out. She was an artist, uh, she was a model, uh, she was very athletic.
2: As a teenager, Karima got her first taste of modeling when she joined her oldest sister's talent agency. She was a natural, winning one trophy after another at competitions and fashion shows.
4: She loved coming out on the runway. She loved getting dressed up and doing these shows, and she was so good at it. However, being a model in the islands, you can only go so far.
2: By the time that Karima moved to Atlanta in 2004, she was 29. And she thought her window of opportunity for a modeling career in the U.S. had passed. But she seemed intent on pursuing her dream in one form or another.
4: She and I did discuss full-figured modeling. Because at that point, full-figured modeling was becoming um, something that you were seeing more and more of. but she didn't tell us what her intentions were.
2: By mid-afternoon, Karima and Angeline arrive in Jackson. They stop to transfer $200 to the go-between that facilitated their appointment, the model known as Pebbles. Pebbles then calls and gives them directions to the house where a so-called Nurse Garner lives. As they pull up, they see a tall, large-framed woman in scrubs standing in the front door. Holbrook Moore is a reporter for the Associated Press.
5: Garner's appearance is imposing. She's a, a very large person, six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds. According to Angeline,
2: a closer look at Garner takes them by surprise. It's evident that Garner was once a man.
0: We wasn't informed. I was thinking that we would meet in just a female.
2: When Nurse Garner invites the men, she's all business and asks for $1,500 a piece in cash to perform the injections. At that point, Angeline gets cold feet.
0: I remember asking Karima, you know, was she sure she wanted to go through with this?
5: Just the whole situation, that it was happening at a house in Jackson, that you had this large, imposing person. I think all of it just made her stop and think, you know, I don't want to do this.
2: Angeline stays in the front parlor while Karima follows Garner to the back and disappears behind closed doors for the procedure. <laughs> With celebrities like J.Lo, lo Nicki Minaj, and Kim Kardashian giving the derriere a big cultural boost, Butt enlargements are one of the fastest growing cosmetic procedures in America today. Going under the knife isn't cheap, however, and can cost around five dollars to $12,000. Many opt for silicone injections instead, at a fraction of the price. But it's a procedure that no licensed physician will provide, and it's caused numerous deaths and disfigurements.
6: They just want the instant gratification. They don't think about later down the line.
2: Years before butt enhancements went mainstream, Kimberly Smedley says that she performed thousands of illegal silicone injections from 2000 to 2011. She claims that she made $1.5 million, and possibly much more.
6: My business was booming. I was doing celebrities, I was doing nurses, strippers, working class women.
2: It all starts when she receives injections herself from a friend. He gives her 18 shots of liquid silicone, nine in each buttock, just above the gluteus muscle. It was excruciating.
6: The first stick, oh my goodness. But all that was in my mind was, it doesn't matter how bad it hurts, I know that I'm going to look good when it's over.
2: That same friend teaches her the tricks of the trade, and she takes over his clientele when he dies in 2000. At first, she says that she charges her clients, primarily transgender people and strippers, $500 a session. She builds her business by word of mouth and has the benefit of repeat customers.
6: So the first time a person gets injected, gravity pulls everything down. The next time you normally work on the middle and the top, I would say 98% of my clients would come back.
2: Smedley claims to use the highest grade of silicone, medical grade, unlike some of her competitors who inject their customers with liquid cement or tire sealant. By 2007, women from all walks of life are requesting her services. Smedley now charges as much as $1,600 per session and makes serious cash. You're
6: doing 15, 20 clients a day. That's a substantial amount of money.
2: She upgrades her lifestyle too, with vacations in the Caribbean and a lavish dream house in a posh suburb.
6: I made a lot of bad decisions, you know, a lot of luxury items, a half million dollar home, just doing a lot of things to help family members and friends, so I did live a pretty good life.
2: Good enough for federal authorities to take notice. In 2011, agents from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration arrest her for unlawful use of liquid silicone. She later accepts a plea deal and serves 17 months in federal prison. Today, Smedley expresses regret about her role in this subculture. No matter if she used medical-grade silicone or another substance, backroom injections of any type can kill.
6: If there is a woman that went through anything tragic behind what i did then i'm willing to own up to it you know i accept responsibility for what i've done
2: in jackson mississippi best friends and aspiring models Karima gordon and angeline barber are seeing a black market provider of silicone butt injections but after meeting the so-called nurse garner angeline backs out Karima goes ahead with the procedure and emerges from Garner's operating room almost two hours later.
0: She didn't look so good. She was already coughing. I remember her telling me that it's the worst pain she'll felt in her life.
2: On their drive home to Atlanta, Angeline takes the wheel while Karima lies on the back seat. She's sweating, coughing violently, and growing sicker by the minute.
0: I had to pull over on the side of the road multiple times. She had diarrhea. she was vomiting. We didn't know what to do.
2: The women call Garner for advice, but she simply tells them to buy cough medicine. Then they phone and text their go-between Pebbles de model, who tries to reassure them that Karima will be fine.
0: By the time I reached Alana, she wasn't feeling no better, she was feeling worse. And it got to the point where she couldn't breathe, she could hardly breathe.
2: They contact Pebbles again, This time, she says, if they go to the ER to tell doctors that Karima has asthma and nothing more.
0: We was pretty much informed not to say anything about the procedure, what
2: happened. They follow her advice and keep the silicone injections a secret, even as doctors put Karima on an IV and give her oxygen. Karima checks herself out of the hospital the following morning, only to return
7: again several hours later. She called me and told me that she wasn't feeling too good, but everything would be okay. Later on in the evening, I think it's the nurse that called us, it's your daughter Karima Gordon. I think you need to come down because she's not doing too well.
4: She was laying in the bed and she was breathing heavily. We just asked the doctor what was wrong and it was at that point he told us that she had blood clots in her lungs and she was really, really sick.
2: By now, Karima has told doctors about her injections. They believe that the silicone migrated through her bloodstream to her lungs, causing the embolisms.
7: The doctor asked us if we knew what Karima did. I was very surprised. I couldn't see the reason why she would want to do something like that.
2: Karima's condition rapidly declines over the next few days. She begins coughing up blood and can no longer breathe on her own.
4: She was hooked up to all these machines, and I tried to talk to her. (laughs) But she she was not responding at that point. They told us to prepare ourselves for the worst because they were running out of options.
2: On the eighth day of her hospitalization, Karima's organs begin to shut down.
4: I believe it was about midnight. The machines just started going crazy.
7: I saw when she took her last breath. I was in the room. I called the nurse. And when she came in, they started to give her the things to, to revive her. And
4: she never did. And then we just heard, you know, cold blew up and we knew that that was it and that was it she just couldn't hold on anymore
2: for karima's family the mystery remains how did this happen they don't have to look far for clues On her cell phone, a record of calls and text messages between Karima and the two people responsible for her injections, one known as Nurse Garner, the other Pebbles.
4: As I scrolled through her texts, I started to basically relive what happened to her from the time she got the injections until she went to the hospital
2: between the evidence on Karima's phone and a notebook in her car, they have names, numbers, and Garner's home address. They also have an eyewitness, Karima's best friend, Angeline, who learns about Karima's death the following day.
0: It was definitely a shock, because everything just seemed like it happened so fast. And it was just like, you know, a bit hurt and a bit lost that I had to take it, as well as her family. She was always the positive vibe in my life. I just miss my best friend.
2: One day after 37-year-old Karima Gordon's death, an autopsy reveals a large amount of liquid silicone in her buttocks, silicone that traveled through her bloodstream to her lungs, killing her. There's so much silicone, in fact, that it takes the medical examiner by surprise
3: it just oozed out. It oozed out over the tables, on the floor, and they had to actually, you know, stop and clean it up.
2: The Mississippi Attorney General's Office opens a murder investigation and focuses on two alleged perpetrators. The first, Tracy Lynn Garner, a 52-year-old Jackson resident with no prior criminal record. She's
5: the one accused of giving Karima Gordon the fatal silicone injections. Tracy Lynn Garner to me is sort of a mystery. She was born Morris Garner. She had gender reassignment surgery. She worked for a time as a floral and interior decorator and apparently as a cook at a nursing home.
4: 34, 26, 48. Those are my inches of my ass.
5: Their other
2: suspect is anything but a mystery. She's the 38-year-old hip-hop model known as Pebbles, whose photos and videos are posted all over the Internet. Her real name? Natasha Stewart. Assistant Attorney General Patrick Beasley works alongside state investigators as they build cases against both Garner and Stewart. He discovers that Stewart's relationship with Karima Gordon dates back almost two years, when Karima contacted her over the Internet. Karima basically reached out and asked her, who did your
3: augmentation and how can I get this done? Natasha Stewart told her basically, well, I'll give you the answers to these questions, but we'll have to do that face to face.
0: Well, you're a hustler. You know how to get money. And I get money a hundred different ways.
2: So in February 2012, one month before her death, Karima travels to New York City with her friend Angeline to meet Natasha Pebbles Stewart at a club in Queens.
0: we just pretty much telling her that we want to be, you know, aspiring models and try to give us advice about breaking the hip-hop industry because she did have experience in it.
2: This time, Stewart reveals her go-to source for silicone injections, a purported nurse in Mississippi who did work on her several times. She means, of course, Tracy Lynn Garner, who in fact has no medical training. Stewart then offers to set up an appointment for them in exchange for a $200 referral fee. They agreed, and they left the next
3: day and went back to Georgia with the intention to meet Tracy Garner and have these procedures done.
2: Investigators corroborate that Stewart received $200 on the day of Karima's injections. They also confirmed that Garner deposited $1,500 into her bank account on that same date, an amount equal to what she allegedly
3: charged Karima. Everything that Angelina Barber said was verified through financial documents. I mean, the paper trail was there.
2: On September 6th, 2012, authorities arrest Tracy Lynn Garner at her home in Jackson. They charge her with depraved heart murder, which is similar to second-degree
5: murder under Mississippi law. You're not necessarily meaning to kill anyone, but your actions had so much disregard for human life that they resulted in a death. Investigators execute a search warrant and discover more than
2: 100 large syringes inside Garner's house. Some are labeled for veterinary use only. They also find a gallon of industrial grade silicone, the type sold at hardware stores, super glue, that Garner used to seal the injection sites in Karima's bottom and a massage table where Garner allegedly performed the
5: injections. I think a lot of people wondered how many people came to Garner's house to get these injections.
1: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Come out
2: and party with us. Pal. In January 2013, Natasha Stewart, aka Pebbles the model, gains a whole new kind of notoriety after she's arrested and charged with depraved heart murder. Authorities say she exploited an aspiring model for money
5: by referring her to Tracy Lynn Garner, a provider of illegal silicone injections. This case came down to two people who planned, two people who plotted, and they were all about making a profit. Investigators believe that
2: Garner has performed the same injections on other women. So Attorney General Jim Hood makes a public plea for victims or their families to come forward.
5: Maybe the procedure was done on other people and it didn't kill them, but I suspected there were probably more here in the Jackson, Mississippi area. As a
2: result, the family of a deceased Alabama woman contacts authorities. They say that 23-year-old Marilyn Hale died of a pulmonary embolism after receiving butt injections from Garner in 2010. Hale's body is later exhumed and sent to a forensic pathologist.
3: He concluded, to a degree of medical certainty, that these injections caused this young lady's death as well.
2: It's enough for the Mississippi Attorney General's office to file a second and separate set of murder charges against Tracy Lynn Garner. Garner maintains her innocence in both cases, and in August 2014, she stands trial for the murder of Karima Gordon. Her attorney doesn't dispute that she gave Karima silicone injections, but he argues that that act doesn't qualify as murder. The state's position was injecting somebody with silicone was such a bad act that you gotta expect death was the result. And I, and I think they were wrong. Prime example was Pebbles. Pebbles, the model in this case, indicated she'd received 20-some injections
3: over the years. She didn't die. Would a reasonable person with no medical training believe that it is okay to inject a foreign substance into the body of a human being and not appreciate the risk and the danger there?
2: Jurors side with the state, Garner is found guilty. They convict her of depraved heart murder, and she's sentenced to the maximum term life in prison.
4: She showed no remorse. She was not sorry. She didn't say she was. She never said she was. We
5: a jury by the defendant, guilty. Of conspiracy... At a
4: separate trial, another
2: jury convicts Garner's co conspirator, Natasha Stewart, of a lesser charge manslaughter. Her sentence seven years behind bars. But odds are, that's not the only price she'll have to pay. The free-floating silicone in her body can harden over time, causing nerve damage,
7: infections, and even gangrene. The kind of toll that the silicone is gonna take on her body is not, you know, later a few years down the line. She's gonna be sorry she did it. I just hope she learned the lesson.
2: For Karima Gordon's family, her story isn't over. They've established a foundation in her name to educate women about the dangers of illegal silicone injections.
4: We want to keep her memory alive in a positive way, as someone that always wanted to help people. We still think about her um, almost every day, just about every day.
7: Karima was a loved person, and you know, we miss her a lot, and by us bringing this forward, I hope it'll, you know, open somebody's eyes not to try to do the same thing.
2: Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach.
1: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture-proof of delivery, package-less and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx Service Guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.